England. Why are we in Germany? Well, we had uh, TGU. Yeah. And uh, after TGU, we invited ourselves to come hang out with the cool folks at Framus Warwick. And that's our third day here, which has uh, been having a lot of fun. Yes. Yeah. Uh, and uh, I thought it'd be fun to do a QA somewhere else. I've never done, this is my first mobile QA, wow. mobile yeah, uh, sure. live podcast. Pop-up QA. Pop-up QA. Uh, but I will admit, so you know, something I didn't think about when we talk about the tour, we're exhausted. Yeah, it's just this has been a long week. It feels like work, doesn't it? It's yeah, it's it's the greatest job ever, but it is work. Uh, know your gear on location. On your yeah, know your gear on location. Um, I have a tablet just in case. And I'm I'm reading comments on my cell phone. I don't want anyone to think I'm rude and you know check an email at the meeting, so to speak. So yes, I got the comments coming in right over here. And um, so, yeah, if you have any questions about the trip or anything we saw, anybody we yep. talked to, um, we have a lot of stuff to talk about. So if you guys have questions, we'll answer those. If you don't, we'll just kind of tell you guys what's going on. Yeah. Um, Ninja likes the Motorhead shirt. Thank you. And hello to everybody that's saying hello to me. Thank you for uh, the kind welcome. Yeah. I wore my incognito Know Your Gear shirt. I like shirt. that shirt. Yeah. yeah. No, yeah. Isn't that cool? I, uh, I had it made so it's less obnoxious than the right. white ones. And yeah. so it's a gray font. Um, I like the I like the black on black. Yeah, black. It's black on black. Yeah. yeah so yeah. it's so awesome. just stick out. I kind of dig it. Um, What's the best base you saw at TGU? Best base I saw at TGU, oh, without a doubt, was the Strandberg bases. Really? They were so nice. I enjoyed them so much. Uh, very nice. I always hate it when the best thing you like happens to be most expensive. Right. But because it seems so obvious, but. Man, that thing was so, so nice. Justin did a super chat. Thank you, buddy, for the tip jar. It says, any new gear you're getting getting or impressed you? Uh, the answer is both. We and, should do... And Chris says, did anyone get a new guitar? Which oh. kind of lends into the same question. Yes. Okay, so any gear that uh, that I'm getting or impressed me? I'll take it first, then you take your answer. Sure, sure. Uh, gear that impressed me. Um, I'm trying to think what, what impressed me at TGU. Besides the Strandberg base, that was actually one of the things that was the, the thing that popped the most. The mm -hmm. next thing that popped the most was the Prestige Ibanez. Mm -hmm. I really like the baked maple Prestige Ibanez, yeah. and ironically, that is what I ended up getting. I, I bought one while I was there, uh, and I'm gonna call it. You know, sometimes you, you know you name your guitars. Yeah. I'm gonna call it Clamato because it's like like clam tomato drink. Clamato. Yeah, That's awesome. it, it, it's it, when you see it, I know I'm gonna have a reaction from the right. internet from this guitar because. It looks like if somebody poured a little milk in Campbell's soup. Yep. You know, so I thought it was Sweet cool. cream. Yeah, somebody, somebody, I like it, but I think a lot of people are going to be like, oh, yep. my goodness, any color but that. What did uh, you like or So get? there were two guitars I loved. I didn't like, I loved. One of them, if you check my Instagram, and that's not a shameless plug, but there is a picture of a Gibson Les Paul Custom. Black guitar, EMG pickups, maple fretboard with the inlays, gorgeous guitar. I would have bought it, but it was way out of the price price range. And then the second one was that Silver uh, Jackson. These were two guitars, by the way, that were in the Toman store. Wow. And uh, custom shop models, phenomenal models. Um, love those guitars, but they were, you know, custom, custom shop prices. Uh, Michael just wanted us to let us say, hey, have a cold beer. Hope you had you two had a good time uh, in Trippendorf. Um, 
Thank you. We have been drinking cold beers. We have uh, been, yeah. And it is hot here. And great coffee. And great coffee, but it is hot. So the cold beer is nice because I didn't expect it to be so hot. And yes, I am from Arizona and saying that. Yes. Because it, it is it is hot. And then uh, there was another one I saw that was really cool. Hold on a second. Um, hold on. If you see one, you can shout out while I'm looking. Yeah. How does Warwick feel about Guitar Center regularly selling off Corvette bases for 50% off? Um, I don't think they would mind. I would imagine it, if they're blowing them out, it's because they're stagnant old model. models, yeah. old models, wrong colors. Um, that would be like asking, you know, Levi's jeans, what do you think about the, you know, the... the, the blowing out the stonewash jeans. Yeah, <laughs> jeans. Yeah, I, I, I said, I think if you build product, you understand that, I don't think any company goes, hey, we're going to build 10 SKUs and they'll all be hits. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I think every company, especially who's realistic and smart, will go, hey, there's going to be some some products that yep. just don't connect with an audience. Agreed. Um, so I don't think they ma ma uh, mind it. And uh, that gives you a good deal. So I think that's cool as well. Planet Obvious wants to know where he could get a, an affordable set of locking tuners for his Squire standard telly without having to drill holes. Um. Well, the problem is he's saying two different things. Uh, affordable, there's tons of places to get affordable keys for those mm -hmm. without drilling holes. Uh, gets a little tricky because you have to find direct replacements. Um, you can look to see if you can find affordable tuning keys with direct replacements on eBay or Guitar Fetish or mm -hmm. places like that. However, you know you can always buy either the um, ratio tuning keys or hip shot tuning keys that have adapter plates. They're more expensive, but you won't have to drill holes. And you can, uh, you know, take them off the guitar and put sure. them on the guitar later. Yeah. Will you money. guys, uh, Blake wants to know, will you guys be at Summer Nam? Tone King is 100% sure he is going to Summer Nam. I am 90% sure. I just haven't cleared it with the, uh, the homestead. homestead once I get back. Yeah. Um, but I'll be there on Tuesday. And my plan is to hit the guitar shops Tuesday, Wednesday. Sounds so if you're in Nashville, come say hello. David said, Tone King, I like the PRS vid. S2s are great value. Oh, thank you. Cool. I agree. I think they are great value guitar. And ironically, we both come, to, we came to different conclusions about this, but we both prefer them. Yep. But for different conclusions mm -hmm. of how we prefer them. You know, I think for an S2, you could get an affordable S2 at an imported price, which I think is what I like most about it. I agree 100%. Yeah. DKK says, uh, no, sorry. E, e D. It says E dash D. So it's Eddie, right? Right. Eddie says Harley Benton said hi, and uh, have a beer on him. Yeah, I tried to meet him at the. Uh, you know, it's funny. I hope you guys enjoyed that video. Um, I was. I told you guys uh, some of the comments in that video. I would mm -hmm. tell you guys on the live show what that's about. That joke of a video, or that funny thing I I did, or not funny, depending on how you find mm -hmm. humor, was started with legitimacy i just asked them a question who right. is this you know who's creates this stuff and and from that it just turned into a fun fun thing to do so i hope you guys enjoyed it i enjoyed making it right it was like my acting debut which mm -hmm. is pretty bad but still tons of fun so uh aaron says did you guys see any new boss pedals and i would say not at the show but boss just released like a day ago right uh, a whole new series of pedals so if you haven't seen it yet, I would say visit the Boss website. They're kind of bigger form factor. Yeah, it was strange. I think it was like 200 series, it's called. 
what was strange to the show was maybe that it was the timing of it. Mm-hmm. And I know part of the reasoning probably for the timing of TGU was it's on a holiday. Yep. But like Boss coming on new product, product but not having it at the show, Fender has new product that comes out like in a month. Mm-hmm. They had it there, but you weren't allowed to see it. Right. So you're like, uh, which I understand. I'm not complaining. I'm just saying, yep. you know, it's like it was the I get it. You don't want to let your product out before it's time. So we didn't really see anything new. In fact, I don't think I saw a single product there with anyone saying, oh, yeah, this is coming out. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, everything was already came out. Andrew wants to know he's uh, debating over an S2 or an SE. Please help. S2. Yeah. I, I, from experience, I'd have to say S2 as well. You know, um, and I, I think you'll have better resale value in the long run as well. Yeah, I did a video at TGU. I have a lot of videos, so you guys know what's going on with TGU videos. I went and I filmed a ton of them. Yeah, the files are so huge that I just cannot, in the time that I have, the downtime that you have at the hotel room yeah, stuff, files are way files too big. big. So I can't make any content until I get back. Once I get back, I got tons of videos. I did a video, and I don't want to let the cat out of the bag, but this part I want to let you know. I did a video with Warren Hewitt, uh, who's a you know a how he does a, how to produce like a pro, amazing gentleman tons of credentials and uh i liked it it was a fun video and he went through why he thought the s2 was a better mm-hmm. better uh option than than se i thought it was fun aaron essence says any comments on the impending 25 percent tariffs on all musical instruments components and accessories coming from china how do you think it will impact retailers and guitar players i think that's a good question it is a good question believe it or not and it is a question that came up here mm-hmm. why we've been here in travel yep. science uh, thing uh i i know one of the things that's going on is that uh man talk about taking the channel down a different road uh yeah <laughs> the the politics in play is the chinese government the china has tried to is now trying yeah, to devalue the con- uh, the uh the currency yeah uh, to basically flatline that so that it doesn't have any effect right the whole purpose of the tariff is to compensate for the devalued currency to put everybody on a level playing field. It's actually supposed to help those that don't make product in China to level the playing field from a devalued currency. Right. So, um, Michael wants to know, says, Hey, Grandmeister 40 deluxe. I only want and need one amp for home and I'm playing in a live band. Might buy one tomorrow. Need your opinion. Great amp. Yeah. Here, here's the thing. I really, really like my Grandmeister 40. Mm-hmm. I like, but I I like to be very clear on this because it's like, you know, it has a purpose for me and here's what it is. I'm not in love with the feature sets on it. I'm in love with the channel one, gain it 80%, boosted, sounds like a plexi to me. Mm -hmm. I can take it down to one watt or 40 watts or anywhere in between and I have effects. To me, it's what I've been looking for for a long time. I'm very happy. But if, uh, you know, if you're wanting more than that, you know what I mean? You're going to have to try it yourself. But I will tell you this. Some things you can say this. It's good enough that I think you should try it. If you have the order, option to order it and check it out. The Grandmeister is the one with the effects, correct? Yes. Which is the one I have. The, the, the Tubemeister. Tubemeister 40, right? Yeah. So, so that's something else to consider also. If you have your own pedal board or your own effects or an HX effects or something like that, you know, you don't necessarily need them on board. The Gospel of Mark wants to say, Tony King. Tony King in the house. Tony King in the house. Hello, everyone. Uh, I always feel bad that your first name, Tony, got released to the public, and now everybody knows you're Tony King. Well, the funny thing is, is I didn't want people to know my real name was Tony King, so I came up with Lewis. Right. 
So everyone is miscalling me Lewis for Tony. Yeah. And I think it was uh, Steve from Boston that outed the Tony King. What was it you that outed that? It was one of the two of you. I, I think remember. it was Steve from Boston. Yeah, I don't remember. Yeah. He might also be Batman as well. <laughs> uh, Beatmaster says, hey, what's your impression of the Tolman store compared to American stores? Um, there is nothing like Tolman in the U.S. Mm -hmm. And so... That's the statement. Literally. Literally. That's not an opinion. That's they, not an opinion. They were saying their their warehouse was more advanced than an Amazon warehouse. They, yeah. And, and actually, for even more clarification, they didn't say that. Like, that's reported in the news. Here. Right. Yeah. But what, first of all, there's a couple easy things. Let me start with Tolman is the largest music store in the world. In the world. In the world. So there you go. Just off that statement alone. It's going to be a little different than even Sweetwater and stuff. And they have flat shipping to the United States for what, thirty bucks? Thirty-three dollars. Thirty-three dollars. Don't yeah. quote us on the price; that could go up or down. But yeah, that's incredible. A, yeah, it's up to a certain it. weight, right? Which is pretty much up to a two twelve cabinet or below. Yeah. But um, okay, so there's one. So it is large, but that's not uh, what is important. It is different, and by different, I mean it looks different. It operates differently. Yeah. Um, the they have robots pick things off the shelves. Yeah, it's crazy. But I will tell you this: it's like a small village. It is. It is a village. Yeah, sure. it's, it's not even like a. It's not like what you're. It's not like you go to a. So in America, most people would understand maybe a Bass Pro Shop, mm -hmm. some of those big giant yeah. stores like that. That's not what we're talking about. This is like a. I don't know. It's like a. It's different. So. Uh, what well, else? Do you he, got? Here's one that you'll know the answer to. Okay. Do you know how many turns most truss rods are good for? Uh, <laughs> if someone asked me that, you know what I would tell them? Ask you. <laughs> hold on. I'm going to guess. Yeah, maybe six or seven. I mean, it's going to be different on each truss rod, right? Yeah. But six or seven good full full clockwise turns. Right, right. But... I mean, I wouldn't try that, mm -hmm. <laughs> but I'm, you know, you turn enough of them after a while, right. you realize how far before you get the resistance. It's not how many turns is important. It's recognizing that all you have to know about truss rods is one thing, and that is it, is that they, is that if, they, when they run out of tension, when you can't turn anymore, you can strip them just like anything, right? right. Turning a truss rod is no different than turning a wood screw into the wood. When you get to the bottom, the, the, the end and it's pushed against the wood if you keep going just makes oatmeal yeah out you're just, of the wood. You're just gonna yeah. strip strip the thing so when you're turning on a truss rod and it feels really hard mm -hmm. it should never be hard it should right. never be like you're yeah. never wrenching down on it if you're literally like turning and you can't and it gets to to the end mm -hmm. just stop yep. so lawrence petro says i uh, hope to have a 74 in the mail to you very soon thank you lawrence have you tried the 74 i did uh, I have a video. I did the comparison of that, the 87 and the... How does the 74 compare oh, to the 87? I can't leave that. <laughs> no one watched the video if I give the answer. All right, all right. Bruce Willis go. is a ghost would ruin the movie. That's funny. Right? Okay. Let's see what else we have here. Ah, Gospel of Mark confirmed it was Steve from Boston that added me as Tony King. Oh, there you go. There you go. Hot <laughs> Flowers in the house. Hello. RNA in the house. Hello. Poo Ninja, breaking news. I'm Batman. I'm outed there, too. Thank you, Poo Ninja, for all the support on the uh, Tolman live shows, man. Uh, everybody talked about you. You became, became kind of infamous in the uh, nice. 
in the right in the circles, Poon Ninja. You are pretty cool, man. Thank you for uh, all the comments. It, it's uh, let me tell you, when you're doing those live shows, like when we're doing those live circles at Tillman, mm -hmm. you gotta understand, all of us are running on no sleep, right? And the, those interactions really keep it going. Brian Stewart says Germans over and uh, always over engineer. It's a great trait. I'll tell you what, when you see the machinery they have here, it's it's mind boggling. Yeah, um, they have a a, a multi stage machinery that does the uh, the what do you call it? the um, for the neck the radius of the neck uh, fretting machines. It's it's fascinating. It, it's fascinating. And um, we're gonna not tell you guys, but maybe just a little teaser for you. Yeah, we both film videos here at uh, at Framus uh, mm -hmm. Warwick. Yeah, right. And. Um, when we got here, what happened was we came to TGU. Did we talk at the beginning of this, or was that a video we made earlier today? About the guitars? No, 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 about why we're here. Uh, both tell me. Yeah, we'll tell you anyone. again. I'm sorry, guys. Like I said, it's starting to run together the days. Yeah. Um, we 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 figured out that Frame is only two hours away from, from Tolman, yeah. and we thought it would not be cool if we didn't come by and say hi to Marcus and Hans. Mm -hmm. And uh, we said, hey, you know, basically, could we stop by? And yeah. And of course, as they do here in Germany with great hospitality, Incredible they, hospitality. they took, hey, we want to stop by. And they said, well, why don't we have dinner and yeah. we'll put you in a hotel and you can hang out for a couple of days. And we said, OK, well, uh, what what can we do? And they said, what do you want to do? And we said anything, meaning anything they wanted us to do. That's right. And they took it as we they let us do anything. Right. So, uh, yeah. So basically what I'm saying is we have some videos of us fretting guitars, buffing, buffing guitars. guitars. Um, we took a guitar that was all like um, hazy. Yeah. Buffed it out like glass. Yeah. We polished frets. Stained guitars. Stained guitars. Uh, Incredible. Yeah, we we we've done it all, and we have footage of it, so you'll love it. Ark, you won't, but it, it'll be interesting. Mute says howdy. Automatic thumbs up for the Motorhead shirt. Thank you. And the Gospel Mark says Phil, have you ever used a Sonic stop a Sonic stomp Sonic maximizer pedal? Yeah, of course. Uh, it's a great pedal. Um, are you are you a fan of that? I am. But you know what's interesting? Because um, I have the rack version, too. Right. I really like the way it sounds in the rack. Over the pedal? Because I like its interaction with a preamp more so than pedals. So I'm, I'm a big fan of the rack version of the, of the BBE Sonic Maximizer. I Yeah, I've used the rack, mm -hmm. which I love. Yep. But, you know, it's too big for what i use, sure, when I use sure. the pedal um you know it's to me that's a need pedal you mm -hmm. have a need for that i think it's cool i just haven't needed it for a while but i, I always thought it was a cool pedal yep uh, agreed um i think with uh when racks got a little uh, muddy it would fix that because it like in milliseconds would fix the different ranges of audio so it gets delivered to your ears with more clarity gotcha yeah chef it I'm just gonna say Shaffet. Shaffet says thoughts about shipping protection from Harley Benton. I have no idea, buddy. But what I will tell you is the people I met at Tolman seem pretty cool. My Incredible experience people. has been uh, even you know as a retailer in the past, but more so now as a YouTuber. If the company is good to me, they're probably that's a policy yep. to just be good to people. I know you guys are like, oh, you're on YouTube, and that's why I get treated nice, but that's not always the case. It literally can go just like anybody south or, mm -hmm. you know, north on you. Um, so my guess is they probably have a, a, a good policy of taking care of you. However, uh, you know, when I review anything uh, ever, 
if you have a bad experience with anything you've ever seen me review, put that in the comments. I'm very in tune with comments. You know, I can't respond to them all, sure. but I, I will, you know, kind of search those out and find them. And I promise you, that's sometimes the first thing out of my mouth mm -hmm. when talking to a company mm -hmm. is, hey, I have a viewer who has a problem. Right. And uh, because, you know, I if I can be the mouth sometimes for you guys with a company, I would gladly do that. I'm not afraid to jeopardize an arrangement when I have a company if they're not doing the thing. So Joe wants to know, hey, Phil, is your frame is still your nicest guitar in your collection? Absolutely. Um, but it's, uh, in fact, yes. <laughs> the answer is yes. Yeah. And um, more, you know what's funny about that? Uh, and I, I like saying this, I, I'm obviously a PRS fan. Mm -hmm. Okay. Mm -hmm. uh, and it's funny saying that in front of a Framus logo. But what's interesting is I feel okay saying I'm a Paul Reesmith fan and a Fender fan in front of a Framus logo because I've also told the Paul Reesmith Paul Reed Smith guys, that the Framus was my highest quality guitar. Right. And, uh, you know, sometimes the only thing you can do is just tell people what you think. Be honest. Be honest and hope that they uh, they understand what your intentions are. So here's a good one. Baker wants to know, Baker Derrick says, what are both of our preferences between a Tele and a Strat if you could only play one? For me, I'd take the Strat. Yeah. I, I love my Tele, but I'm a Strat guy. Yeah. Can't help it. Any opinions on the PV Classic 50 4 by 10 I think the PV Classic in general is a great amp. I agree. Especially uh, the older ones. Yeah, well, because we're, you know, you get a little, like, sentimental on the Made in USA stuff. And knowing that you can pick up Made in USA amps for, for short money. That's right. It always makes you go, hey, what's the downside to this? You know what I mean? you got a good amp. Um, the Classic 50, especially like the 410. I'm a 410 over the 212. What, which one are you? You know what? I don't have a preference. I think they're all great. I, I mean, the classic series is done right. And like you said, the USA stuff, because it's older, you could probably get for maybe two to 300 bucks, a yeah. USA made classic series if you look hard enough. And it's a great amp. That's the amp you were playing with the Invey Strat in uh, my uh, in his basement. Yeah, yeah, a year ago. Um, BK, have a beer on me, sirs. We absolutely plan to, although we will be flying out tomorrow morning, and I mean early. Yeah. Tomorrow morning, so beer will definitely be uh, a one beer night. Rundy says this is uh, first time watching No Yogi Live video. Oh, awesome, man! I'm, I'm glad you can join us, especially since it's the oddest time. And I know we're in we're in Germany. Okay, let's see what else we got. You guys are putting a lot of comments. You guys are awesome. Yeah, and I'm going through them as much as well here. Okay, Roy wants to know which specific guitars at Tolman impress you the most. That's a good question. So are we talking the sponsors of TGU or I the... I don't think it matters. Because like that Gibson and the Jackson for me were... So the Gibson, Jackson, which... So basically, for clarification, he liked a Gibson USA, a Jackson USA, that were in Tolman inventory That's in right. the store. Anyone so could buy those. There. Yeah, they're in the store right now. They're still there because he, he couldn't pull the trigger, which <laughs> I understand. They were expensive. Crazy uh, money. Me... Uh, I like the AZ guitar, obviously. The, the uh, Ibanez made great guitars. PRS had some nice guitars there as well. They did. Well, you know what? I, I you know, what guitar stuck out for me was the PRS S2 Semi Hollow Vela. Yeah. Man, I was just really digging that guitar. And it's interesting. They had a PRS guitar that was made for the European market, um, and it was the. Uh, it had a Floyd. Um, I think it was actually an SCE Custom or something along those lines. I don't remember the exact model, but it was a gorgeous guitar. 
Melissa, hey Melissa, how are you? She wants to know, did you guys get to go to the Metallica show in Germany? No, you know, one of the great things about coming to events like this or going to do things is you get the opportunity to do that. One of the downsides is you literally work 16 hour days. Yeah. I mean, there's, you work until you just pass out. You go back to the hotel and you crash and then you start the day over again. Um, so I mean, one, one of the problems is it's passion driven. So you go until you drop because you, you enjoy doing what you do. That's exactly it. You can't help it. Yeah. <laughs> you drain every every bit out of yourself you can. So you that's right. So solo Dallas thoughts opinions from anonymous. I don't know what that means. Solo Dallas is that um I guess that Angus Young pedal. Right. Uh, I've never tried one. Yeah, I've never tried one either. So it's pretty cool. Um, that would be a, a cool piece of gear to try. That's somebody's, solo Dallas. Uh, somebody says, are you stopping by Switzerland? I would love to, but unfortunately, I have to go back to the, from the heat back to the heat. Right. Frank wants to know, a Fender Acoustasonic Telecaster, how's that doing in the market? Do you have a pulse on that? You know, uh, that guitar that if I was going to put an, a, a statement out publicly, it'd be this. I don't get it, and it's, it's not my thing, but right. it seems to do way better than what I think it should do. Right. Um, the I, I here's what's great about that and i you know so you know gloriously i love being proven wrong mm -hmm. i love it when i'm like ah yeah. i don't get it and then all of a sudden it takes off and it's because you're like good i'm glad that it does well it seems to do well mm -hmm. um but but i reason i preface it everything i just said was i want you to understand my profession or my profession my uh my uh what is going to say my forecast was it was going to flop mm -hmm. and the fact that it's doing good right. means well for me but i don't know how well it's actually doing the the only problem i had with that i know sonically it's superior i saw all the demos right but it plays like an acoustic yeah so if you want to do some bending it's a little more difficult and we just had a conversation the other day about how do you make an acoustic play like an electric which i think will ultimately affect the sonic capabilities it brings to the table yeah like i said it was it was good but it wasn't i don't know it's not my thing but i'm glad if you guys like it i'm i'm glad because I can see where you'd, you'd like it. Um, oh, this this is one for you. Uh, good practice, small gig bass combo under 500 bucks. For small bass combos, I mean, I like uh, the Fender Rumble stuff. Okay. It's super affordable and super good. Okay, what else? Uh <laughs> flip side hey what's up he says way too early in the morning to see you guys yeah but for us it's not late it's the end of the day i know it's so, the end of a long day yeah a long day of working in the factory that's right that's <laughs> we, right we do we worked work today kind of kind of um oh you know gospel of mark brings up a good question so when i did my prs collection video i said i don't own any cores and a bunch of folks had commented my classic electric in 95 was considered a core before they were cores is that true oh your bolt on your CD? yeah that would be technically a core it's a core it's a core guitar why how come a ce today isn't a core guitar then because what prs decided to do so remember all prs's would be considered core guitars core is a term that wasn't used until there was something besides a core right mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. so you used to have just prs guitars private stock then you had prs guitars private stock and and then mm -hmm. when S2 came about, they were like, oh, S2 is something else. It's so then they decided to multi layers. They said, okay, a private stock core, uh, S2, and then SE. Right. 
And then when they decided to bring back the C, they created a new category called Bolton, which is actually funny because that's what a John Mayer guitar falls into. Right. So John Mayer is not considered a core, it's considered a Bolton. So I have a CE that was grandfathered in as a core. Right. And here's a good and here's a perfect example of that. Right, right. right. I main guitar that I play from PRS is my Polly Smith Mira guitar. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And my Mira is a core guitar. It predates the S2 Mira. Right. So it, my my guitar was removed from the core series and moved to the S2 series. So yeah, they're technically they're correct. It's core guitar, go. but it is specced as a right. You know, so there it is, gospel of Mark. There you go. All right. Uh, if you ever owned a Rickenbacker, what do you think of them? I I actually own one. I don't know the model number. It's not a semi. It's a solid body, black and white. What was the guitar? The Rickenbacker. I had a Rickenbacker. It was beautiful. The neck on the Rick is stunning. See, here's what's funny about that. That's why I love this conversation about necks on guitars. Right. The Rickenbacker I had was blue, which was unique. Mm -hmm. Beautiful sounding guitar. Beautiful crafted instrument. And I just did not like the neck. It was too small. The neck is small. Yeah. Yeah. But it, there's no neck you can buy on any other guitar that's like the Rick neck. I think that's what makes it unique. So let's see. Um, oh, look at that. Blake said the classic PV series was designed by James Brown. I didn't know that. I didn't know that either. Well, it wouldn't make sense. He designed the 5150. And that came out during the same time. Yeah. yeah um, he's a great designer. Great oh, amp gun. Amazing, amp actually. Gun. I mean, he did the 5150. That's right. It's, That's a, right. it's considered a metal plastic amp now. Yep. Talk louder, Logan said. We will, buddy. We'll project a little bit. James says, what is the difference between a PRS S2 and Phase 3 guitar tuners? Um, well, yeah. So the, there would be Phase 1, Phase 2, which is the S2, and Phase 3 tuners. Yep. The Phase 3 tuners are going to be open gear tuners, so the gear is exposed. And I'm pretty sure they're made of aluminum. And since I'm in German, I'm all, Germany, I'll say aluminum, because mm -hmm. I think that's how they say it on the side. But... It's uh, aluminum tuner, tuners, so it's just think of the tuners and the phases is not quality, mm -hmm. even though you could. That's not how I see them. Right. As uh, innovative timeline, like they were mm -hmm. first designed like this, then designed like this, then finally they go to the right. So phase three tuners are the more mo uh, newest ones, mm -hmm. newest version, which are open gears and lighter yep. tuner keys. Uh, I don't have a preference, you know, since I have both guitars. Sure. Um, I. I literally couldn't notice oh, yeah. a difference uh, with either that I would that I would worry about. So Darren wants to know what is a good polish for old lacquer tobacco stained guitars. I, I use Dunlop sixty five on everything, but is uh, there anything special for an old lacquer guitar? Sure, um, I have you know uh, some companies have given me polish over the years, like at the shop or you know now through the YouTube channel, they'll give you polishes tryout. Mm -hmm. um, I don't. I don't think I've come across a polish where I was like, what, what the heck's wrong with this stuff? But generally speaking, if I'm reaching to the shelf at a music store to buy some, it's this Dunlop 65. Yeah. And uh, I, I said this before, when it comes to things that touch the things that I love, like guitars and stuff, like uh, stands or, or uh, you know, polishes like mm -hmm. that, I buy anything that I think is reputable so I know who I'm going to call. If something goes wrong, I know I figure I could get somebody from Dunlop on the phone. Right. You know what I mean? Versus the fly by night polish yeah, guy. That's right. Okay, what else do we got? 
Yo, you guys see any new? Uh, that was Joey Harvey. You see any new Harley Benton guitars? Yeah, there's uh, three new Harley Benton guitars I saw that I was uh, oh, I thought was cool. Uh, a headless styled uh, uh, Strandberg Osiris esque mm -hmm. guitar uh, that they're so they're, but not fan fret. I didn't That's see right. that. Right, but definitely in that vein, so you can see where they're going with that, trying to give the uh, the Strandberg uh, in lovers out there mm -hmm. affordable alternatives and stuff. Um, they had a new acoustic guitar, which was really impressive, and it was actually going to be more in the four hundred dollars range. So a beautiful guitars, yeah. And a new uh, Sir style. What do they call it? What do they call the baked maple ones? That uh, the uh, the Fusion Two. There's a Fusion Two with some serious upgrades to its aesthetics that I thought yeah. was impressive. Uh, cool finishes and patinaed uh, hardware. So yeah, a couple of still stuff. You see that they're putting a lot of money effort behind the Harley Benton, obviously, which is why I think you see so many YouTubers compelled to talk about them because That's you right. guys seem to be asking about them a lot. So I think it's worked great. They've created a buzz. You guys are you're curious, so it makes YouTubers want to make content, which makes even more of you curious. Uh, kudos to the Tallman guys for figuring out marketing. That's right. Yeah. Very smart. Uh, BK says, opinion about preamp pedals with real tubes. After I saw your Dumble pedal video, I bought a Effect Trode Blackbird, one of my best guitar-related purchases ever. I think I found my sound. It's an interesting conversation for you because you have a similar kind of experience, right? With what? So he's saying pedals, but don't take pedals in the equation. He's saying, what do you think of preamp mm -hmm. pedals? Mm -hmm. Pedals is... Uh, that use real tubes, a real tube preamp. Well, here's the thing. I, I think a, a lot of times some companies will put a tube in a pedal and other companies will call that a marketing tube. Because if a tube isn't running at high voltage, you're not getting the benefit of what the tube is intended to do. So depending on the pedal that you're looking for, you want to see is the tube running at high voltage is that's where you'll get some comfort. You know, that's where you get the sonic character characteristics of a tube. And if that's not disclosed or if it's not, then chances are it is what would be called a marketing tube. But I have two pedals. I have a Saldano GTO. That's a preamp slash pedal. Love right. it. I have the old Mesa. What was the Mesa one called? Oh yeah. Yeah. The, that diamond plated. Yeah. Pedal. I mean, there are some real nice uh, two pedals out there. Um, so yeah, I, I'm a fan. I like them. Um, somebody asked me to turn on the lava lamp. I don't know how to turn on the lava lamp. I would do it, man. I would, <laughs> I would definitely do it if I knew how to do it. Um, so, you know, we kind of just commandeered this room and said, mm -hmm. we're doing a, a, a live show. <laughs> right. So we, we, there's no air even running in this room right now. It's, yeah, it's pretty hot. <laughs> it's pretty hot. <laughs> so, cause we just, like I said, I just wanted to, uh, you know get out and talk to you guys um let's see andrew says phil want to do a sharpen my axe on player strat um sharpen my axe uh i don't know how about that i know it's a horrible question or an answer um what i will tell you is that within about two weeks you'll see something that will make a lot of sense and maybe make the sharpen my axe stuff make sense for you too so i just can't talk about that yet it's too soon and i'm not even back in the states yet yep so that's a pin that question i promise i come back to it okay andrew so we'll be done in about 10 minutes is that good marcus Are you right. cool perfect okay. Any, anything you needed real yeah. quick yeah do you want to say hi to live why don't you come um, in and say hello to everyone everybody just come in hello this is Ma that's this is marcus he's Mar the man marcus, myth, come here. the legend 
Marcus is, uh, he is not only the one behind uh, Francis and Warwick and doing all the uh, crazy designs, right? Yes. Uh, he's also put us to work for two days. That's right. We were uh, polishing frets and buffing guitars. <laughs> and uh, he did a great job. He didn't yell at us once. That's although right. Although I could tell he wanted to. <laughs> Luckily, he couldn't fire us so, <laughs> since we're not employees. Maybe we would have been fired. Would no. you have fired us? No. Okay, that's good. You have potential. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Sounds good. We'll be with you in a few. All right. Um, that, so you know, I've never seen Marcus not working. I know. Guys, in man, fact, man. if you hear that phone ringing out of his the pocket time. all day, he's talking, working, talking on the phone. And, uh, and he is, he's the man. I mean, he knows every nuance and, about. And, it's it's incredible. It's incredible. I, I like I said I don't want to get I want to stay focused on this, but man, when you see what we have video content wise, <laughs> just him going through teaching us about wood, that was a whole training. That was a whole thing. On that was itself. a whole day of us just yeah. learning everything you could learn about everything about all kinds of wood. Wood. Um, let's see. Let's go. What else? Uh, Anonymous says, "Just want to say that you guys rock. Thanks for all your work." Man, thank you. That's the energy that's going to keep us going tonight. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Um, let's see. Uh, okay, what else? What are the questions we got? We got the, we obviously know we got the warning, so we're gonna sum it up soon, real quick. Um, Gospel of Mark says, Phil and Tony, do you ever trade in a bunch of pedals you don't use to buy something like a used guitar amp? Yeah, I mean, pedals are pedals are a easy thing to, yeah, you offload. Know, offload. Yeah, that's, that's a good way to um, put it. And you said the key word, trade in. Uh, you know, I, I did. I did recently. I did recently and within the last month, I offloaded a bunch of pedals. Yep. Um, and the reason I say offloaded and trade is because they're really, it's just too hard to sell them sometimes. You put them on reverb, you know, you got to ship them out, you put them on Craigslist. So sometimes it's easier to walk in with a box of them and be like, okay, here's eight pedals or That's 10 right. pedals and then go let's hey, make a deal. <laughs> yeah, let's, yeah, let's trade this box of things for that guitar. Right, right. Uh, and, um, Pedals are easier to sell when you got a bunch of them. And uh, and and funny enough, the pedals I just recently traded off, uh, I traded it for a gift card to the store. I didn't even I didn't know what I wanted yet, but so I have a gift card to go buy something. Um, let's see. Uh, what else do we got? Hey, Flipside Music says he loves pedals. Well, of course you love pedals, but part of the thing about pedals is you like to try pedals. Right. So sometimes in that kind of road of experimentation and exploration mm -hmm. uh you know you end up with a few that you're like ah, they're great but i don't need all of them or maybe you do maybe i'm wrong <laughs> mm. okay five minute warning what do you guys like uh let's see let's uh what do you got two questions each we'll pick two questions each sure one. sure let's do okay. that um i'm just going through these yeah, I know. We say that, and then all of a sudden it goes quiet. Jared Briggs, hello. Let's see. <laughs> I can feel it. Um, all right, I'll take this one. Andrew sure. Horn says, well, actually, you take this one. He addressed you. Okay. He said, Phil, is a Gibson Les Paul really worth the extra cost? I really want a Les Paul, but I have an Epiphone budget. Yeah, you know what's funny about that is, uh, you know, there's all those arguments, mm -hmm. and I try not to go down those roads of like, you know, that 
what I will tell you is this. Um, you will never regret buying quality. That's right. I agree with you. And you'll never regret buying the thing that you... To me, it's like impulse buying. I love when somebody's like impulse buying. Look, if you wanted something for five years, I don't think that clarifies anymore the impulse buy, mm -hmm. right? So the question is, would you... Is there... What's He said, uh, is it worth the extra cost? Well, worth is actually a personal thing. Right. You decide the worth of something, mm -hmm. right? Uh, not companies. Companies try to predict the worth of something. Mm -hmm. A company's like, I think people will pay $3,000. But you actually decide if it's worth $3,000. I love it when people are like, companies are crazy. They're, and I'm like, well, they might be crazy, mm -hmm. but they didn't make anyone buy anything. They just, so, so I think, is it worth it? If it's worth it to you, it was worth it to me. How about that? I have one uh, because it's iconic and I, I feel safe buying one. And because right. I feel like the day I sell it, I'll get all my money back. But let me help this person yeah. out that has a budget for an Epiphone. Sure. It, there's a lot of ways in which you can get a great piece of gear at a great price. And sometimes it's just, you know, exhausting your resources, looking at the reverbs, the Ebays, maybe trading something you have, you know, trading up. Right. right? So, you know, there's a creative way to maybe really get what you want. You know, if you look at maybe a used market or a trade in market, you know, that type of thing. So. C. Flesher says, long time watcher, first time live. Thank you, buddy. Says, uh, thanks for all the great vids. Strat size rail humbucker recommendations. I'm going to give you my three favorites. The Chopper by DiMaggio, the Seymour Duncan Hot Rails, and the Joe Barden pickup. Mm -hmm. And uh, I really, in that order, it's my preference. Yeah. Although I actually have all three. I like all three. Mm -hmm. That's my order preference. Do you have a rail that you particularly like? Uh, rail for a Strat, uh, Hot Rails. Did you say hot yeah, yeah, from Seymour Duncan? No, no, Demarzio. Demarzio. See, okay, yeah, uh, yeah, that's a good pickup. I like the chopper, but yep. the hot rail. Yeah, in fact, I have uh, uh, three hot rails and a Charvel Model One A, and it sounds great. By the way, Three Stone Sally got it right. The Mesa B twin pedal. That's the one we were oh, talking about. Yeah, thank you, Grandpa Joe. A quick hello to you from Staten Island, New York. Uh, Richard Brubaker, this is going to be a bonus question. I won't rob you guys of a yeah. question for this because we did two. We owe two more, right? Yep. Uh, Richard Brubaker says, e for eating, did you sample the local cuisine or did you play it safe and stick to American dishes? No. Luckily for us, we are in Germany with Germans who are taking care of us. That's right. And they took us to everywhere. Trust me, we've just had the absolute best food everywhere we went. Great food. Last night we had... See, this is going to go rogue. But it's all, I'm telling you, I had the best soup I've ever had in my life. Asparagus soup with sweet cream, sweet, sweet like whipped cream on it. And if that's if you're right now, you're cringing. Uh, yeah, I cringe, too. And uh, with a Weiss beer, right. it was a fantastic night. Yep. Um, plus, all the pork and sausages one human body could probably consume. Yes. <laughs> so, yes. So, a couple of people asked, we could kind of joins you this one. Sure. Did we buy any gear in Germany? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> He's laughing. <laughs> yes. Uh, cop right out to it or just you know, tease him with it? Let's tease him. Oh, man. You're such a... Because we have some stuff coming out on both channels. Yeah, we see the problem is what we did, you, we don't want to show you yet. But I will tell you this. I did buy a piece of gear that is not... This I don't have a problem telling you. I did buy a Japanese-made Ibanez AZ yeah. Prestige. Mm -hmm. So that I bought. Um, I have to get it on a plane back somehow. Yeah. And, uh, but, um, 
other than that, yes, we each bought something, and uh, we'll be showing that later. Yeah, and a little hint: Marcus was involved in it. Yeah, and Marcus was involved, and maybe we built it. <laughs> yeah, wait a minute. Now think about that. We just build it and buy it. Wait. <laughs> but if okay. we built it, yeah, why are we buying it? it? <laughs> These guys are smarter than you know. Maybe that's the conversation over that's, dinner. Yeah, the <laughs> do we do the work? <laughs> so, uh, no, uh, and let's see. Oh, Brian McKenzie, man, do does Framus want to have a larger presence in the U.S. market with their production guitars? Would love to check. They do. So you know, um, I don't think there's any qualms or hidden agenda in that. Framus Warwick Warwick, of course, is a gold standard of bass guitars. The five greatest bass guitar mm -hmm. companies in the world, Fort Warwick is going to make the list every mm -hmm. time. Mm -hmm. It's the same people, the same passion, machinery, factory, owner. Same everything. 100%. That makes Warwick a industry standard in the bass world, makes the guitars. So, of course, they would love to have the success they have with Warwick in their guitars. Mm -hmm. Um, so yes, and yes, especially in the U.S. Mm -hmm. um, so no, to answer your question, would they like that? Yes. Are they trying to do that? Yes. Um, you know, yeah, absolutely. So, um, and that means one question left, right? Well, you picked the last question. Is it okay to eat a hamburger in Hamburg? Okay, that's not going to be the last question. <laughs> that's not even cool to do. To them. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. Well, I didn't, we didn't eat American food here. None of it. That's right. right. We we you stay pretty authentic. Yeah. Right, you let's... always eat the culture wherever you go. You eat right. the food. Let's find uh let's find Oh, you know what's funny? Oh side note, uh, uh he's gotta be talking about Wampler. Hey, Andrew wants to know, hey Phil, did you and Brian ever make up? Not only do we make up, uh we're good friends and we talk often. He's talking about Brian Wampler. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So mm -hmm. yeah, of course. He's a good good dude. We talk a lot. Uh <laughs> okay. What's the last question? We'll have a race. You try to find it, I'll well, try to well, find it. Well, this is interesting. Kyle Clemens says, top five guitar brands. But why don't we make it creative and do top five guitar brands based on quality? Oh, yeah, that's tough. All right. Uh, collectively, the five brands between us, or we each pick five? I don't know. <laughs> yeah, you just made this tough. Top yeah. five guitar That is brands. a tough question, though, right? Because it's all opinion-based. It is opinion-based. And it's going to be mostly, think of it, it's going to be based on the stuff we buy. So if you look at the stuff right. we buy, yeah. you already know the answer. We'd love to give you the answer, buddy, but it, okay. it's not going to help anybody and may not be interesting. That's true. That's true. Um. So, okay. Let's see. We need that last question so we can... I'm looking. I'm looking for a good one. <laughs> just going quiet. All right, dead air. Let's see. Uh, oh, okay. Brian from Oregon wants us to give a high five to each yeah, other. I got a great idea. You look for a question, and I'll tell you guys something that's interesting about Germany. Okay, I'm going to look for the question. My first day here in Germany, I had something that I've never had before. This is true. Okay. My first, ha my first hangover. <laughs> yeah. I drank uh, seven giant Weiss beers. Uh, and I've never, I've never had a hangover. The next morning, my head was throbbing. So what happened was, I got here. It takes 23 hours to get here. I was extremely uh, jet lagged, and I had to try to make myself stay up another eight hours. And everybody was drinking, and so I thought I'd share that with you because uh, I've never had a hangover before, and I didn't know what people were talking about. But boy, 
Woo, it's crazy. And it might have been six beers, but either way, it was it's good. Uh, Richard Brubaker says, hey, how do you pronounce Warwick? Is it Warwick or Warwick? I don't know, but the owner of Warwick never corrects me when I say it. So either he's too kind or I'm saying it right. I'll figure that out. But he's just happy to see you. Yeah, uh, I'll ask him tonight at dinner. Uh, Melissa wants to know, did I check out the new Stumac vid? I saw a little bit of it. That's a little pink guitar vid. Um, I did. I, I don't. Uh, I thought it was, seemed okay. I, I was happy, like you. Uh, I was happy to see something different on their channel, a little fresher content. I'm, I'm not seeing a, a good one here. I'm sorry. Yeah. The best beer you've had in Germany. Oh, Weiss beer. Weiss beer. Yeah, that's not even a, that's not even. So, okay. So, on that note. Let's see. Anthony Marshall said, did you guys see the next big thing for the guitar community? The That's next, a hard question. The oh. next big thing for the guitar community. Hmm. You know, it's interesting because the guitar community is based on legacy and heritage, even in modern stuff. Right. You want the feel of wood and good pickups and that's right. all technology right? right it's old wood it's old technology um so next best big thing in guitar tech we didn't say he said in the community so he was just saying what's the biggest the next big thing in guitar in the community i don't know uh you know what i think uh i'll i'll, I'll push the question on to uh what we do Con i think this yeah content creators what what we learned at TGU, what we learned hanging out with other YouTubers was we all tend to agree as content creators that by and large, the communities that watch a lot of guitar content are more interested in the conversations of guitar right. content than necessarily being pitched a product or, mm -hmm. hey, check this out. Isn't this great? Right. Um, and that's great because a lot of us kind of agree with that format. You know what I mean? It's kind of like looking at like, uh, hey, if, if, if rock stars and music is sports, mm -hmm. sports commentary is what we're looking for, right? We're looking right. for people to have conversations about guitars. And that's what, think of this. And I feel proud of that because I think that's what this is. I'm going to jog some memories here. Sure. So does anyone remember like alt.guitars when you'd subscribe to news groups? Right. And this way you had a platform to communicate with other guitarists. This is the best thing that's happened in a long time is the ability for us to have a conversation, meet people you never would have met before and just be able to collaborate and communicate with, you know, like-minded individuals that share a passion for all things guitars. So yes. I think we're doing it right now. And then the high advisor says your video is overexposed. Of course, buddy, because this is literally just as ad hoc as you can get, but I appreciate you uh, looking out for us. Uh, yeah. I love seeing my head glow in the night, but you know, again, I wanted to do this and we had a short window because we're literally, as soon as we're done with this, we're yep. going to go back and do quick, some quick work. That's and right. Try to have dinner. On that note, we're going to let you go. I want to yes. thank the Tone King so much for hanging Dude, out. Thank you for having me. Thank I, you for having me, everyone. It's always fun. I like hanging out with this guy and always love being on these uh, live shows. So thank you all. Yeah. And as always, guys, I want to thank you for your time. And until next time, know your gear. And then this time, I have to get up and turn the camera off myself. So on that note, I'll come over. And just like we used to do it back in the day, if you